the idea of a, of the sacred union of the masculine and the feminine is not overpowering of one or the other or conquering of one or the other it's a beautiful dance and a co-creation of something really really awesome in a complimentary sort of way and so dude guys you can fucking conquer your life and your purpose and your various missions and projects your relationship to the feminine is not one of them it is not a end goal it's a dance and it's a it's a compounding creation this is the medicine podcast i am mimi mushroom queen ahcc educator and culinary nutrition expert i am quite obsessed with providing the unique knowledge for those that want to prevent disease in their body in their mind and in their relationships if that's you then you are in the exact right place my love let's go take the medicine Hey, hey, homies, gentle listeners, and lovers of the medicine. Thanks for spending part of your day with us. This is a super juicy episode, so I want to keep this intro short so you can get into the good stuff. Today, Chase and I jumped under the red hat to talk about one of our absolute favorite topics, the masculine and feminine and their energetic dance within relationship. I feel like I could talk about this topic for hours because understanding more about it has literally changed our lives and ultimately played a huge part in us getting back together after being divorced for three years. Today, you'll hear each of us share two important concepts in the form of a quote from some of our favorite relationship teachers. Then we give some insight from our own perspective. We really enjoyed this type of format for the episode and if it gets good feedback from you all, I think we're gonna do it more. Basically sharing the spark notes of what we are learning currently. From books to podcasts to live events, we are both constantly evolving and we would love to share it with you just like we did today. If this episode was enlightening in any way, please share with a friend and help us spread this information that is so needed in relationships today. Enjoy the episode. Hello. Welcome to episode number 72 of the Medicine Podcast. My name is Mimi and I'm joined here by my king, my partner, my love, my beautiful unicorn man, <laughs> Chase. Wow. I didn't know when it was going to end. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. Me what, too. A, what a great episode we have today. What it's a great such conversation a good topic. This is just almost like a little insight into what uh you know saturday morning looks like for us we yeah. are discussing <laughs> these beautiful things that we get to call the masculine and feminine energies of life and uh all that goes into human relationships mm -hmm. great stuff if this is the first time you are joining us, um, this is an under the red hat episode, meaning um, Chase and I jump on instead of in interviewing a guest, we talk to each other and uh, under the red hat refers to our sort of private channel, our frequency that we subscribe to that we are letting all of you in on. And, uh, and so we are super excited to have you. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. And this is... Um, we like to say that the medicine is disease prevention for body, mind, and relationships. And this is the relationships part. 
Um, and this is something that I is, is so fascinating to me. It will, I don't think it will ever not be fascinating to me is this, this dance of the masculine and feminine, the alpha and omega, and this, um, this spectrum that we are all on. And, um, it honestly feels like play. It's play. Mm -hmm. We say disease prevention, and I think most people can relate to having some sickness, illness, injury, and most of the time you are figuring out that there's something that needs correction, like after the fact. Oh, mm -hmm. you have you have an injury, you have an illness, you have something on your body that needs treatment. Well, even in the prevention space, there needs to be some level of like root cause analysis, mm -hmm. an ideal world you know, from a, from a physical health and well-being standpoint, you grow up, you're, you're like in nature, you're eating all the right things. You're, you have a garden in your backyard and, and you have perfect amount of sunshine every day and you're breathing perfectly clean air and you have a well of, you know, springed water off of your property and, and there's no issues. That's like the perfect way to prevent disease. Right. Well, most of the time it takes something to surface where you get the opportunity to do a root cause analysis. And then from that point forward, you can try to prevent the mm -hmm. disease. Yeah. Relationships are no different. We've literally seen it play out in our life. Like we had a divorce uh, to, mm -hmm. to surface. And, spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> spoiler alert. And um, actually got to the point where we were able to do a little bit of a root cause analysis on all of this. But, you know, don't let it get to the point of this divorce or or maybe even you're in a space where you're not in a relationship, but but you would like to, you know, manifest that into your life or, or it would be a nice to have at some point. And all of these types of things we're going to be talking about would fall into the disease prevention for yeah. relationship. And you know, some of this may not be prevention. You know, you're talking about treatment and prevention, right? Some of these things are going to cross over into prevention and or treatment. Some of these things are going to be treatment. Some of right. you all, I, I get your DMs where you're asking me about counseling and things like that, where you're at that point where there is some disease present in the relationship and you're trying to figure out WTF do I do? And we've both been there together. And um, so this is us coming full circle, trying to sort of be a bridge to the information that I wish we would have had, you know, when we were 20 years old. Totally. Um, so it, wherever you're at in your relationship, whether you're single, dating, whether you're in a long-term relationship or married or wherever, like this, even if you are later on in life and, and you don't plan on having a partner, this still, these concepts still help you relate to other people and to the opposite sex, to your own sex. Like, um, it's, it's good for everyone. Yeah. And yourself, your relationship with yourself, which is mm -hmm. number one, most important. Right. Before we jump into the, I love how we always use the term jump in. <laughs> I know. Uh, before we get into Poor all of this scoot. goodness, what do you have going on in your cup? Mm. Well, I made a delicious lion's mane king coffee latte. Mm. And we got that stuff iced, iced baby. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Mm. It's an iced king coffee with uh, that's infused with lion's mane extract from our, our good friends at Real Mushrooms. They are our go-to when it comes to um, extracts, raw mushroom extracts. There's a lot of different companies out there, and Real Mushrooms is honestly the, the best that we've been able to find um, from experience in growing mushrooms, their partnerships that they've made over the last 40 years, and then also um, their dedication to um, testing and third-party testing, making sure that their products are scientifically verified for the active compounds. So there's no fluff, there's no filler, there's no grains, there's no mm. nothing but real mushrooms, which is why they chose that name. Fitting. So um, they are they are absolutely our favorites. And then, um, so the King Coffee, if y'all have not tried king coffee iced now is the perfect time as the weather's getting warmer and you know sometimes in the afternoon or even in the later morning hot coffee doesn't sound like great on a warm day you can have it iced and i actually have a whole reel on my instagram showing my exact steps on how i make my how i make my iced king coffee you should definitely go check it Mm. out if you haven't had it iced you're missing out iced King coffee with lion's mane. I'm going to call this one the iced Mufasa. Oh, wow. Yes. You get it? Yes. The lion king coffee iced. Iced Mufasa. Wow. Mm, I'd say iced Simba, but iced Mufasa has a little more like royal weight to it. Yeah. Also, it rolls off the tongue better. Iced Simba is harder to say. Yeah. So, all right. Coining it. I probably will share that from now on. I will... Mention you, though. I will tag you. Please. (laughs) What do you got in your cup over there, my love? I similarly have an iced beverage made by none other than the queen of mushrooms, the mushroom queen, if you will, (laughs) uh, herself, uh, Mimi. Thank you so much for this delicious iced black coffee. So Mm -hmm. um, the younger sibling to Organo's king coffee is Organo's uh, black coffee, uh, instant coffee. It's got reishi. Uh, ground reishi um, powder in it and it is it is absolutely delicious tastes like um, almost like an americano um, in this case it would be like an iced americano so loving that i also um, grabbed some of my favorite supplements for a little um, afternoon intake of tonkat ali mm. and um, i've mentioned it on the last few weeks but i'm in a little bit of a bulk phase where i'm eating a little bit more lifting a little bit more um and with that, I'm stacking on two capsules a day of Lost Empire Herbs Tonkat Ali. And Tonkat Ali is a vitality, um, hormone-assisted uh, capsule or, or supplement. And it's actually like an herb from Southeast Asia. It's got, it may help um, stress, uh, testosterone production, growth hormone production, um, things like hypertrophy with with exercise and uh, it's funny a funny story actually is is they say that um genghis kong like used a ton of tonkat ali <laughs> and he's he's known to have fathered like thousands of children oh my god so it's, it's like also helpful for fertility and uh so it's kind of a funny a funny story of the historical use of i think it's called long jack is the actual mm, yeah. bush that it comes from <clears throat> gotcha but yeah that's what i got going into my cup um i used the black king coffee to wash down my tonka ali and i'm i'm ready to go the reason of course i'm taking it is to 
help with kind of this like heavier resistance training protocol that I'm on, uh, which is growth and, and anabolic in nature. Mm-hmm. I'm stacking that with a supplement that would also promote that sort of like growth response in my yeah. body. You're really uh, intentional about which supplements you put into your body and when paired with what type of movement and activity that you're doing. And it's really impressive. Thank you. Definitely. And, uh, you know, cycling is something that I, that I practice as well. Cycling your supplements, not bicycling. Exactly. Not a bicycle, not a bicycler (laughs) unless we're cruising on beach cruisers to uh, the Coronado beach. If you guys are interested in any of the things that we mentioned or wondering about what are the other supplements and drinks and powders and tinctures that we use, we have compiled all of these things um, in one place for you because I get questions all the time about what was that you mentioned? What was this? What's the code for this? What's that? So we put it all in one place called the Medicine Cabinet and it's on my website, getmimifit.com. If you just go to the main, uh, main menu down at the bottom, you'll see medicine cabinet. We have all the Organifi, the King and Black Coffee. Um, We have all the different products that we use, Lost Empire Herbs that Chase was just talking about. If um, any guys are listening and you're like, what is Chase's like stack? Um, (laughs) (laughs) You can scroll towards the bottom and you'll see Lost Empire Herbs. And we tell you exactly how we use each of these products on a daily basis. And then we have a, you know, click on the picture. It's a direct link to that website along with the appropriate discount code. We, I think we have a discount code for like all of them. Maybe, I think all of them. Yeah, obviously anything that we're going to put up there, we're trying out for long periods of time. We're vetting ourselves and then we're trying to get to know the companies yeah. personally so that they're friends. Um, additionally, we're going to do our absolute best to get a discount for everybody so that you're not out there like searching on um, coupon websites yeah. <laughs> for coupon codes and stuff. So, so hopefully um, we're going to be pulling in not just great brands and products, but uh, a little bit of an economically friendly approach to supplementation for you as well. Yeah, absolutely. Go check it out. It's also linked in the show notes for you all. All right. You want to jump into the good stuff, my love? Let's go. I, you know, one thing I do want to say before <laughs> we jump into um, all talks, masculine, feminine, I absolutely realize and respect the fact that men and women have masculine and feminine energies, essences within themselves. And nobody is, uh, that I know is completely 100% feminine or 100% masculine. I am also aware of the fact that there are women who are dominant masculine and there are men who are dominant feminine. So that is an understanding that I have, but for the sake of the rest of this podcast, I'm going to be referring to men as dominant masculine and women as dominant feminine. That's not to mean this can't work in relationships that are um, of the same sex, or it doesn't. It doesn't mean it can't be the case where the woman wears more of a masculine uh, role in the relationship and the and the man wears more of the feminine role. Just for the sake of ease, I'm going to be referring to men as masculine dominant mm-hmm. and women as feminine dominant. Yeah. And that's kind of a disclaimer that I was <clears throat> planning on talking about too, is like we speak to the heteronormative, you know, the heterosexual 
uh, situation, a man and a woman, because that's our experience and that's easy for us to speak to. I also know that that's the majority of our listeners, but that's not to say that we're not respecting or even acknowledging that other situations in the world exist. And um, I just, I want to be mindful of that, but for ease of this conversation, um, yeah, we're going to be saying a lot of masculine and feminine, man and woman, and whatever your situation is, if it's different than that, just basically plug in different pieces. Probably even if you are in a man, man or a woman, woman situation, uh, relationship, one of you is going to have more masculine qualities. One of you is going to have more feminine qualities. So just plug yourselves into whatever that looks like for your situation. Yeah. And happy to take questions or comments or feedback um, as you go into this. I'd love to hear from some of those um, relationships that may not be what we're speaking to specifically Mm -hmm. today. Uh, and then we can definitely be integrating those as we continue this awesome yeah. topic. Definitely not my area of expertise, but I would love to try to find someone who is, yeah. you know, um, and this is a good time for me. Um, you know, in the, in the, some of the books and the, the teachers that I listen to and learn from, it's not always masculine and feminine. Um, two of my teachers, uh, London Winters and Justin Pierce, they are a couple and they, they teach people, they teach couples. Um, they refer to it as actually alpha and omega. And I really resonate with this because sometimes it doesn't feel great, you know, when I'm trying to be juicy and flowy and like, you know, really like be in touch with the divine feminine because that's my essence. It doesn't always feel good or right or um, on point for me to say, oh, my masculine or my whatever, you know, oh, she's in her masculine or I'm in my masculine. It doesn't always feel right. Alpha sometimes feels better for me where it's like uh, you can recognize that um, the alpha is more the masculine and the omega is more of the feminine. So I'm also going to use those interchangeably because that's always in my head depending on what book I'm reading. Um, Yeah, it makes sense. And it's a good point because in our current 2021 society and culture, there's been so much negativity around toxic masculinity and, um, you know, the feminine movement to a certain Mm -hmm. degree as well. There's toxic feminine as well. And I think those terms often get just plugged into the out of balance kind of shadow versions of them Mm -hmm. to where, when it's a household name, like you, you use the term feminine, it's immediately like, oh, you're a feminist, mm-hmm. which it's not totally the intention of how we're going to be speaking to it today in the form of like really healthy relationship dynamics. Totally. And I think that there is some, you know, with a feminine that can be synonymous with weaker, right? I've literally heard people say, oh, it's the weaker sex. Yeah. I'm like, um, have you heard of childbirth? Right. 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 It doesn't necessarily, it absolutely does not mean weaker. So I actually prefer the terms alpha and omega. Um, one, we've already mentioned that it's, it's not, um, gender specific, which I think sometimes masculine and feminine get pigeonholed into man and man and mm-hmm. woman. So, um, yeah, we'll go back and forth. Same with yin and yang, mm-hmm. uh, penetrating, receiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. So, um, Again, if this is your first time, you know, hearing about like, whoa, we both have masculine and feminine energies. What is that all about? I just want to give a you know brief rundown of what the, the differences in those energies are. 
so you guys can get a good foundation of, of what we're going to be talking about today. So the alpha or the masculine, the essence is formless. It is consciousness. It is stillness. If you're thinking about in nature, you can, you can think about the river banks on the side of the river that are providing structure to the flowing river that's always constantly changing and moving. The alpha is purpose-driven and single-focused. It's penetrative, trustworthy, and steady. It is the embodiment of consciousness. And in relationship, alpha feels, love, feels loved when trusted and respected. Alpha desires to penetrate their partner. That can be physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally. It's more direct and penetrative. On the other hand, omega or feminine, the, the essence of omega is light, it is form, and in nature it would be considered the river, the flowing, changing, ever-evolving river that's both beautiful and dangerous. It is love-driven, receptive, radiant, flowing, and changing. It's the embodiment of love-light. And in relationship, the Omega feels loved when claimed and desires to be ravished by their partner. Mm. So if you're thinking, if you've never really um, thought about this for yourself, um, if you're like, I don't know, am I masculine, am I more masculine or, or feminine dominant um, or alpha or Omega? It's not one or the other. Like we've already mentioned, it's more of a spectrum. It's a scale. Things in nature, think about, you know, are not black and white. They're not this or that. They're not right or wrong. It's usually there is no harsh line dividing. It's more of a scale and you can move up and down that scale. Totally. So if you think of, you know, omega on the far left and alpha on the far right, everyone is going to have a different spot on that spectrum, likely. So wherever you land on that spectrum, is it more towards... Do you want to be penetrated by your partner or do you want to penetrate? Like a really easy example is, you know, in sex. That's a really easy example. I realize that doesn't work for everyone and everybody's preferences sexually. But in this case, for most people, I think that it, it's a really easy, quick way to be like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm feminine or yeah. I'm. Yeah, I, th I think also direct analytical is masculine in in a in a traditional like working setting mm -hmm. um creative and vision driven visionary can often be a feminine energy again this is not man and woman it is just the energetics of how you approach something like mm -hmm. a project um and then going back to nature the moon is feminine mm -hmm. it is a 30-day cyclical process it's a little bit different all the time every day there's not predictability mm -hmm. uh, outside of kind of like the 30-day cycle the sun is is very ritualistic that is masculine it's daily it's routine oriented it's it's pretty constant it's in in nature mother earth there's a reason they call it mother earth it's feminine it's changing it has seasonality it's it's so diverse and free it gives Fa life give life father sky the atmosphere it's a it's a container mm -hmm. it is holding the diversity of mother earth and, mm -hmm. and it's feminine all together this is this is our universe this is the globe 
Um, the a fire is feminine. It's yeah. free. It's wild. The fireplace is the container. That's yeah. the masculine. The two combine beautifully provide warmth and they mm-hmm. provide purpose and light and visuals. Without the feminine, the masculine is boring. It's, no- Empty it's nothing. Empty cold. It doesn't produce something. Without the f- the place, the container for the fire, the fire is, is wild and it, and it can be destructive. So, mm-hmm. um, so, I mean, we could go everything. Everything can be chalked up to this. It, it's, it's truly one of the laws of the universe is that this perfect formula that is the masculine and the feminine, the alpha and the mega, omega are intentionally designed to be different but complementary. Yeah. And to really, you know, understanding all of this, I remember when I first was exposed to this. My first teacher was John Wineland, which I'm sure we'll, we're going to talk about him today. <clears throat> I felt like I was learning a secret to the universe. And I was almost like, not angry, but like very indignant. Like, why has no one taught me this before? If it is this critical in relationship for a, a functioning, well-oiled machine that can be a relationship... Why has this never been spoken about to me? Why was this never talked about in premarital counseling? Why was it never talked about in, you know, in school? Like this is important just in relating in life, being able to understand why that guy did this or why that woman did this. Oh, because they think differently and they're driven by a different purpose than I am. They think completely different than I do. Mm -hmm. And instead of shaming that which is different than us, you can recognize like, oh, it's polarity. It's complementary. Now it can be celebrated. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Boo Thang. HPV, that is human papillomavirus, can be a really scary thing. If you or someone you love has been diagnosed with HPV, the next two minutes are for you, my girl or guy. Over 14 million Americans are diagnosed every year with some strain of HPV, yet it's still weirdly hush-hush in our society. Even though three out of four sexually active adults will likely come into contact with HPV, there is still a negative stigma associated with it. Countless women have told me that they feel dirty, ashamed, and scared to tell anyone, even their partner, One woman I spoke to was a virgin until she was married, and she still contracted HPV from her spouse. Her story is proof that HPV does not equal gross or shameful. We must let go of this negative, dirty stigma. It's dangerous. It's keeping men and women quiet, not asking questions or searching for safe alternatives to treatment. That's where I came in. I was inspired by the hundreds of women I spoke to who were feeling alone and desperate for help, saying things like, my doctor didn't explain anything to me. I needed to provide a safe place for these women to ask questions, get educated, and find safe alternatives to the cutting, poking, scraping, and other invasive procedures that are common practice with HPV treatment. I needed to provide the space for you to stand back Take a look at your lifestyle and learn how to stack the deck in your favor for clearing HPV. To have confidence in your body's own innate ability to heal and to reconnect with your body, which is working so hard for you right now. 
The safe place I created is my digital course called Clear. This course includes video, audio, and downloadable PDFs. We dive deep into the research-backed, safe, effective supplementation, nutritional guidance, mindset practice, and stress management needed for clearing HPV. It's perfect for the woman wanting to finally be rid of the anxiety that comes with HPV, abnormal pap smears, and cervical dysplasia. It provides a holistic approach because you are not just a cervix or cluster of abnormal cells. You are a whole person. To learn more about Clear and even check out some of the curriculum, go to getmimifit.com clear, or just check out the show notes for the direct link to the course. And you can use the code medicine for 10% off at checkout. That's M-E-D-I-C-I-N, no E, for 10% off. Remember, don't give up. You can heal. All right, back to the pod. What we would like to continue to do is these are both passions of ours with our independent, consistent learning research. We've both uh, had teachers and coaches, not only in our own personal relationship um, story and, and kind of like recovery, but we continue to work on these things together and independently. Mm-hmm. So as we do this, I would like this to be one of many podcasts that we have where we are pulling in little nuggets in the form of quotes or thoughts from other great teachers, maybe maybe some ideas that we've come up with on our own and putting them out there because this is our exclusive Under the Red Hat channel that we're opening up to uh, the medicine listeners and, and really, you know, anybody who wants in. Um, but I'd like to continue to do this. So this is just a, the first of of many, and it's just a sliver of what all this stuff really means. Mm-hmm. So what we've done is we've taken each two different quotes or sections of readings, books, videos, etc., pulled them in for discussion, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna share and then go through, uh, you know, what that means and, and how they play out in life. Yeah. You want to go first or do you want me to go right ahead my beautiful queen okay so this one um this quote is from one of my favorite uh teachers in the space of relationship and partnership her name is allison armstrong i've talked about her many times on here um and i really like this quote although it does come with a fair bit of disclaimer education all of that to really clarify what it means. So Allison says, women respond instinctively to strength. When a man stands up to her nonsense, she knows he can protect her from even her worst enemy, herself. So there's a lot here to unpack, but I love this quote because she's straight to it. She's blunt this is quite a, 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 an alpha masculine quote. It's not fluffy. It's like straight to it. This is a problem that I not only see, but also hear about people sharing, um, problems that relate to, to this specifically in relationship. And, you know, my initial thoughts, I'll just, I'll just, um, start out and then you can add your, your thoughts as well. There's a lot here to unpack, like I said. And when she says women respond instinctively to strength, that goes back to primal instincts where a woman is looking for a protector and a provider. So one of those key indicators of protection and provision is, is he strong? Is he able? Can he do the thing? 
So strength is a really good indicator of that. So we are drawn to that. But in this case, in this quote, it's not necessarily talking about physical, brute, domineering type of strength, right? This is speaking to a type of strength um, of an, an energetic ability of a man to, to look at the woman that he loves, that he treasures and say, I love you, but no. And in this case, she says, when a man stands up to her nonsense, meaning this woman is, is sort of out of balance, something is off whether she's in her head too much and she's discounting herself or she's letting the mean girl in her head take over, the masculine in her life, the alpha in her life is able to recognize that's not you. That's not what the truth of your heart. And I'm going to help you remember that. So in this case, I'm going to say, I love you, but no. Or I love you, let's look at it this way. Or I love you, yes, we're going to do it anyways. You know, it's really that support system that helps the feminine remember who she is, who she truly is. And if a man is unable to do this, if he just goes with the flow of the wild feminine, the fire, the ocean, the river, whatever she wants all the time, even if she's out of balance or, or in balance, if he's unable to provide any sort of structure or loving opposition over time, his partner will start to resent him for it and she will continue to test his ability to lead himself and yep. her as well and if he can't do this if he can't lead them in some way um, she will inevitably lose respect for him and this leads to all sorts of disease in relationship when the man doesn't step up um, one too many times where he just kind of like goes with the flow and sh whatever the reason, maybe, maybe the woman is, you know, emasculating him over and over and over and over. And he doesn't have that confidence to, to really like stand up and say like, no, um, then she's going to miss, she's not going to trust him. She's not going to have confidence in mm -hmm. him to protect her and lead her. So for that reason, you, uh, start to resent them. You start to lose respect even though you're the one that was telling him where to be, what to do, how to do it, how to dress, all of that. You're the one doing it and you, you can learn to, or you can, you can actually, um, start to resent him for it. Yeah. There's a lot of things that, that are coming up for me. Um, in some of my study and, and readings and listening to various, various coaches and, and teachers, often what is described through um, interactions with the feminine is not to take the words literally and rather read into the energetics of what's being communicated. And so when it says the nonsense that Alison Armstrong references, this isn't to say that the truth of a woman's heart, which I always believe is just absolute love. It's not to say that the truth of that woman's heart is nonsense. It's to say that what ultimately comes out of the mouth may have been changed a few different times. Like we talk about, there's, there's a wildness to the feminine energy that is diverse and can be um, a little all over the place at times, especially if it's out of balance. That may not be reflective of the truth of her heart. Mm 
Mm -hmm. And so in those cases, it's really important for the masculine to be able to see past the literal words and understand what the truth of her heart is. So I think I would say like in the, in the sense of like nonsense, it's not that the feminine is nonsense. It's that the truth of her heart may not be in the literal words at that particular point in time. Mm -hmm. Let's use the, the example again of the fire and the container in the fireplace. The fire may be on its boundary and causing damage and or be out of balance to the point that it could burn something. Without the masculine's complementary container, the true intention of light and warmth, which is the truth of the feminine's heart or the truth of the fire's heart, which would be warmth, light, um, you know, cooking ability, whatever, like without the masculine's container for that, it would not be properly channeled. Mm -hmm. So with kind of like all of that, that's how I look at this in, in the sense of nonsense. Going back to the masculine and, and that, sh that, that ability to show up in strength and the ability to say no or yes or provide direction or provide con uh, the container, I th I'm really thinking of the masculine archetype of the king. And so the masculine archetype of the king, which, which is uh, this idea that every, every man or every masculine energy has these various archetypes, one of which is to be a king. And there is a bipolar uh, shadow version of the king. One of them would be a tyrant, which means you are dictating, micromanaging, and controlling your feminine. That's not a king. That's a tyrant. But the flip side of that would be the weakened king or the weakened prince, which is you're completely run over the top of. You do not show up. That's the person who, so the, the tyrant is the one who's, you can't see this person. Or, you know, you can't go out with the girls. You can't talk to guys. You need to dress X, Y, Z. The weakened king or the defeated prince would be, completely disengaged, numbs and doesn't listen to his partner, watches TV, nods his head and says, you do whatever mm -hmm. you want to do. And also accepting emasculation. Absolutely. And so where's the perfect archetype of the king? It's in the presence. It's in the direction. It's in the ability to sense the out of balance feminine and that the fire is outside of its edges and to be able to come in and capture it mm -hmm. and enclose it with decisiveness, with strength, with this, with decision, but in a supportive manner. Yeah, absolutely. And you are such an incredible example of this. Um, you know, just recently I remember, um, I was having just a moment where I was discouraged with something in our business and, um, I just got really like down on myself and I was verbalizing it, like discounting my ability, my skills, my knowledge, my confidence. And I was, you know, sharing that with you because it felt really real to me in that moment. And you were so wonderful. You, you listened, you didn't interrupt. You let me like share what was on my heart, what I was experiencing in that moment, but you didn't let me leave the situation still believing that about myself. You listened and then you, you very lovingly disagreed and you reminded me of 
my brilliance and my radiance and that I was doing all the right things and that it's going to happen at the right time. And you were so wonderful, but you were firm. And it wasn't like this like wishy-washy. I remember you like actually even like softly like touched my chest, almost like a, like, um, you know, when someone's really trying to get your attention, like you were remembering or you were reminding me of like my heart. Mm -hmm. You were pointing at my heart. Do you remember this? Yeah. It's right here. Mm -hmm. And I was so appreciative and I just listened and I, I, it, it meant so much to me in that moment because you didn't want me to leave that situation believing the, my nonsense. Yep. And it was so perfect. So it can be something as simple as that. It doesn't necessarily mean that we're fighting right. or something. It can be reminding your partner of, no, you're fucking awesome. Guys, you know the truth of your beloved's heart. If she's staring at herself in the mirror and is out of balance clearly talking about I need new clothes I need to try this diet I need to cut sugar out I walk up to her grab her face and tell her there's no gimmicks you're beautiful if we're going to make changes if you're going to make changes we're going to make changes together and this is how we're going to do it and I'm going to walk you through this we're going to walk through this together mm -hmm. that's strength to say yeah babe um, okay, are we doing, uh, you know, a juicing cleanse? Okay, great. Yeah, babe, what are, what do you, you do whatever you want to do. Or the opposite would be to completely control it and micromanage it and say like, yeah, you need to lose, you know, lose weight or, you know, maybe you should go shopping or like the presence of strength and that I've got this under control, uh, with you, mm -hmm. we're safe mm -hmm. is powerful. Yeah. Because, you know, this comes to the, the last line of this or the last little you know phrase here, um, she knows he can protect her from even her worst enemy herself. And someone might, some woman might be listening like, "What? Your own worst enemy?" But every woman at some point has this voice in her head, some more than others, and some at more times than others. But of this perfect model woman. Um, you know, she's constantly thinking about how she should behave, dress, act, how she should make love, how she should speak and look, et cetera, et cetera. We're constantly <laughs> hearing like, well, a perfect woman would, would do it this way, or she would have the house cleaned this way. And it, this voice is a total bitch sometimes. And it's not always based in truth and it takes a really strong alpha to recognize this and rescue the omega from this untruth and imbalance. When he does this, she builds trust in his ability to truly see her, not the perfect woman in her mm. head. And that is the ultimate. Yep. When you can truly see me, even when I'm, I'm trying to display something else, that's how you know you have like someone who really fucking has your back yeah. no that plays really well in, into into one of my um captures as well great i would love to hear it i think we i think we you know di uh, dissected that one yeah um well and um i think i hope people can get some nuggets out of it yeah no and it, and it plays well into this into this uh snippet that i took here from uh, david data who is a similarly kind of relationships energy uh masculine feminine energy coach uh, he has a book. This book specifically is The Way of the Superior Man. And I took this out of a chapter. Uh, the, the whole book itself is 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 for men 
um, or for masculine energies in their work, in their relationship to their self, and in the relationship to their partners or, the, or to the feminine specifically. This chapter was around not controlling your uh, feminine or your, your, your partner in, the, in their feminine. And so I took this quote out of it, which um, I really, really love, and it says, Like the ocean, the native state of the feminine is to flow with great power and no single direction. The masculine chooses a single goal and moves in that direction. Like a ship cutting through a vast ocean, the masculine decides on a course and navigates the direction. The feminine energy itself is undirected, but immense like the wind and deep currents of the ocean, ever-changing, beautiful, destructive, and the source of life. This same principle applies to problems in intimacy. Anytime you try to force your woman to be more like a ship than an ocean, you are negating her feminine energy. Anytime you talk to her and expect her to analyze her mood and situation to the point of being able to fix it, you are talking masculine with her. She can do it. She might even be better at it than you, but it won't make her happy. A happy woman is a woman relaxed in her body and heart, powerful, unpredictable, deep, potentially wild and destructive, or calm and serene, but always full of life, surrendered to and moved by the great force of her oceanic heart. When you ask her to analyze her heart's emotions, it's like building walls around a part of the ocean and turning it into a swimming pool. It's safer and more predictable, but far less alive and enlivening. Most men have made their women into swimming pools. Oh, I have goosebumps all over my mm. body. That's so freaking rich. It's so rich. And why I was saying that it plays well off of your last comment to your quote, which is the feminine wants to be, <laughs> it's funny. They don't want to be seen. But when they do, they want to be seen fully and they want to be accepted fully. It is hard to get to the point of allowing it to be seen. And, and, and if, if the woman or the feminine is like the ocean, that makes sense. It is so vast. It's so diverse. It's so powerful to show that in full, especially in this world that we live in, which has been compartmentalizing the feminine for fucking ever is frightening. It's scary. There is a programming for a, a woman, for a girl at birth, which is, I have to be accepted. I have to put stuff on my face. I have to behave a particular way. If you come from programming like we did, it is very strict for women. Clothing, you know, you have to be subservient to your man. Sexual you know, Sexual, every, everything. And so to get to the point of allowing your oceanic energy to be free is challenging and hard. Mm -hmm. Guys. <laughs> If you do not take on the, I'm the shoreline of this ocean. If the ocean, if the ocean was completely free or water was completely free, it would flood the globe. So the shoreline is a necessity. The occasional jumping in your boat and like riding the waves of this ocean to an ultimate goal or success is how complementary the masculine and the, and the feminine can be. However, if you try to compartmentalize this thing, if you try to put a dam in it and control it and leverage it and manipulate it, you're going to be disgraceful to the ultimate potential of the feminine. Mm -hmm. So my, my words my, of, it, of advice or my takeaway from this for men would be let her be the ocean. 
encourage her to be as free as the ocean, be as deep as the ocean, and as wild. <laughs> because that is powerful. Be With that, you have to be extremely strong as a masculine. But be so strong and stable in your shoreline. Be so decisive and direct when you make a decision to jump into a boat and and transverse is that a word transverse the ocean jump traverse traverse the ocean that she has no option but to surrender you're so strong and it's so visible that she completely surrenders to the power of that ocean yeah her love and your with that strength like i, I think love in the form of the ocean it, it has no limits mm-hmm. absolutely i think that there is um, you know, some women put them, make themselves swimming pools. Um, and you could say that that's because of culture. That's because of a, a sort of like masculine patriarchal culture of, you know, we, we are programming. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but sometimes it's not a man saying, you know, a specific man saying, do this, do that. Um, but also we have this thought, um, as the Omega, the feminine sometimes of, Am I going to be too much for him? And sometimes the answer is yes. If the man is not aware or encouraging or accepting uh, or celebratory yeah. of, of the ocean, like he might want a swimming pool. And in that case, you are going to be too much for him. But that doesn't mean that that's your person. Yeah. So uh, there is that constant like, when you're talking about, you know, you're, you're giving advice, like, let them be, let them be this wild, you know, um, I think that that's great, great advice. And I would say to the feminine in regards to this, this quote, if you ask yourself, am I going to be too much for him? If I let him see all of my, my range of emotion here, if I let him in and truly like, so that he sees what's actually on my heart, I might be too much for him. But that's still great information. Sure. Either you are going to be too much for him, and but he's going to want to know, yes, I'm overwhelmed, but how can I be better? He's going to want to grow, yeah. you know, to be your shoreline, to be your riverbank. Dude guy might also be like, yo, I'm out. I can't and, and handle this. And that's perfect. It's great. And that's the self-love correction that everybody needs to make, that if motherfuckers are saying, I need to be out, let them be out. Right. And I realize a lot of this is metaphorical and it's beautiful language, but like getting down to practicality, if you can't, even in your, even in your out of balance portion, I reality, you need to show, you need to get in touch with yourself enough to be able to provide a balanced version of your feminine consistently enough that your masculine knows the truth of your heart so that when you're out of balance, there's that ability to step up. If you don't allow that and, and then you pop off and have a kind of a wild scene, your masculine has never had a chance to almost fight for the truth within your heart. And mm -hmm. in that case, that's tough for everybody. Right. In the scenario of they see your, your full version and they're not masculine enough in themselves to step up and they want to leave, let them leave. That's not, yeah. that's not about you. And unfortunately, the world doesn't totally support you in that. 
Hey friend, you may have caught on already that Chase and I both love finding the true medicines of the earth in the form of superfood powders, extracts, tinctures, and other health products. We love sharing about the trusted high quality brands and products that have truly made an impact in our health and overall well-being. It can seem overwhelming, I'm sure, so we're making it really simple for you by compiling them all into one place. We call it the medicine cabinet. If you go to getmimifit.com and in the main menu at the bottom, you'll see the medicine cabinet. Or just check the show notes below or my Instagram link tree. You'll see a full lineup sorted by brand of all of our favorite health products, researched and vetted in one convenient place. You'll also see that we include details on why we love each product and how we use it in our daily lives. And for most brands, we have a discount code just for you. Click on the photo of any product and it will take you right to their website. We try a lot of different products, but only the best make it into our medicine cabinet. I hope you love it. Cheers, boo. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that there is a difference in a woman showing up this full, you know, ocean or, or fire, right? You can do that with um, bitterness, resentment, a closed heart, and you can be this like tornado of just yeah. malice. Yeah. Or you can show up as this wild ocean fire with the, uh, the driving force is love. Where, you know, you might be in an argument or something and you, you are really hurt or your 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 heart is broken for whatever reason. You can show up and have tears in your eyes and let them know what exactly is going on in your body. And with your energy, show that like, hey, I'm here, your body language, I'm open, yeah. like I'm pleading with you. But this is me. This is all of my experience right now. There is a difference in the energy that the woman brings behind the full force of whatever feeling she's feeling. Absolutely. So yeah. it's also on the feminine to to show up with. You can be you can you can be enraged by something, but still behind it is love. Definitely. Uh, the last piece I'll say on this um, before I want to hear hear your next one is guys. There are a lot of things that we can conquer. We, another archetype of the masculine is the warrior. And that is real. We conquer shit. We're, we're like in my life personally, I've been an athlete. I've, I've achieved things both in athletics and in the professional space, my career, the, the endeavors, the projects that I've started, I have achieved and conquered. And I, I am proud of those things. Your relationship is not a thing to be conquered. Mm. either way for the for the feminine or the masculine there's not a conquer we talk about the power of the feminine that doesn't mean it's the power in the relationship right it's a power the idea of a, of the sacred union of the masculine and the feminine is not overpowering of one or the other or conquering of one or the other it's a beautiful dance and a a co-creation of something really really awesome in a complimentary sort of way and so dude guys you can fucking conquer your life and your purpose and your various missions and projects your relationship to the feminine is not one of them it is not a end goal 
it's a dance and mm-hmm. it's a it's a compounding creation if you will i love it cool uh all right and the next one i pro- the next one i have is a little more practical that's that's kind of like metaphorical and, and vast but yeah uh the next one i have is much more much more practical but i love it it's going to flow perfectly into my next quote that I want to speak on when we're talking about showing up as love. So this is from my girl, London Angel Winters. And uh, she says, it is the choice to open ourselves to love in each moment, no matter how difficult that defines our spiritual maturity as a love driven being, meaning the Omega. For us to stay open requires us to land in something much larger than our small self, our childhood wounds, or egocentric fears. It requires us to land in devotion. Oh, that one is just elicits so many things in me. And um, when I thought about this quote, I was reminded of there are a couple decisions that have completely changed my experience in relationship um, that shifted it from a a self-centered journey of finding the perfect mate to a spiritual experience. And the first is when I decided as a single woman back in 2018, when we were separated, to stop emasculating all men. That was the first choice that really completely started to transform how I showed up in relationship. The second is when I decided that there was no other option for me, but to be open and devoted. I'm talking about in our relationship. Um, I'm not perfect in, you know, every single moment and situation, but every single time I always come back to openness and devotion with you specifically because I've had the alternative and I'm just, I'm not interested in anything but ecstatic partnership with you. And for that, it requires me to move through my programming, through the examples of relationship that I was brought up with, which is riddled with divorce and like, well, this isn't working out. I'm going to split moving through that programming and previous traumas and my own pride of just, I want to be right and into presence and an open heart. I've decided that you deserve my best every single time. And although we might disagree in some instances, I always come back to that center, Mm -hmm. which is openness and devotion because there is nothing else. And I know that because I've experienced it. And I don't want it. Yeah. So with this quote specifically, um, you know, (laughs) she's talking about our relationship reflecting our spiritual maturity. And are you able to show up in that devoted space um, and get past this small self, like making yourself small and really indulging in these childhood traumas or um, the egocentric fears like, oh, is is he going to leave me? Am I going to be too much? Am I, am I, am I? That's all egocentric fears. And I love the last line. It requires us to land in devotion, which is a bigger concept. It's not just commitment. It's devotion. You speak about it in, in the way of love enduring, 
And I think that those are, are quite synonymous. Mm -hmm. And I'm interested to hear what you think of that. Absolutely. Um, I, <clears throat> I'm trying to think of like literal examples of how, you know, this can play out. And, and you mentioned like in our relationship part one, uh, general emasculate in nature, like activity or, or actions or something along those lines. And, um, I guess my question to you is like, what traditionally would you say are those types of activities? Like, Emasculating? Yeah. I would say <clears throat> correct, correcting, especially in public. I would say um, telling your alpha what to do and how to do it. I would say um, being cutting with your words rather than safe. And that's more of an energy. Um, I would say uh, um, I mean, there's so many things that women do that are like essentially emasculating, but criticizing, not acknowledging um, their work, discounting their work, or calling it trivial, um, you know, making fun, poking fun, especially in public. Basically, a, a general disrespect i would say are, are the most common um where you might do it in that moment to to feel important but ultimately it's wounding him to the point where he's gonna he's gonna numb himself eventually yeah. to your slings and arrows yeah i think in the in what we've been talking about a lot lately and and um is this idea of you know love is meant to endure and that's not to say um oh, it's endurance and it's hard. And so it's like a big endurance race. You got to, you got to grind through it and you got to stick with it. I think that's a lot of times like the traditional um, perspective that love and relationship is, uh, is sort of like pushed upon people in, in the world. Like, Hey, this thing's fucking hard and you got to like grind it out for eternity. That's what marriage is about. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. And um, what if you flipped that into, the intentionality of your actions as they contribute to relationship and as they contribute to love is of, of endurance in the sense that I'm putting investment and energy into this thing, not for later, like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to just going to bite my tongue and I'm going to grind through it today because this relationship is supposed to last mm -hmm. a lifetime. But it's also not meant to be like, I'm going to serve my short-term ego where I'm going to play the one-up game, bust this guy's balls a little bit, and I'm going to feel better today. It's going to give me pleasure today. But that will be fleeting. That will not contribute long-term. Mm -hmm. So it may make you feel good for a minute, but it's going to fall away. And what it did is it pulled a little sliver out of the love bucket that you have with, with your significant other. So when I think about seeing past the moment, but also seeing past this idea of you have to grind through, there's this happy medium of endure and it's, it's not, it's both satiating and gratification immediately. And it's harder to do, mm -hmm. but it's biting your tongue, um, in those moments of where you want to like deprecate the, the, you know, partner of yours in those circumstances, but, uh, also like reframing instead of being silent reframing and taking action in those moments to contribute to the endurance of love so it's publicly 
complimenting. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just, oh, I'm going to keep my mouth shut because I got to grind through this painful thing. It's complimenting mm-hmm. and then setting containers for conversations on how you can contribute to a better relationship. So I'm trying to think of, think of these things in a more, more uh, applicable, like literal sense. And um, yeah, seeing past either the short-term pleasure or immediate gratification of like the one-up game if you're in conflict with your partner, but also not just grinding through it like it's a freaking sacrifice to be in a relationship uh, because you've committed to this thing. There is this beautiful, happy medium called contributing to a love that endures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in my head, I, I think of what she explains here, which is devotion. And I am fully devoted to you and our relationship and love. It's not that I'm devoted to you in the way of like, I'm pledging allegiance to Chase and he's got me. It's that there is something alchemical that we create together. Our relationship, our energy creates together. And I am devoted to that thing, that creation that you and I get to co-create. So devotion is deeper than I'm just doing what he says because he's my alpha and this and this and this. No, devotion is deeper. It's um, it, it's devotion to the organism that's been created by our communion, yes. not devotion to chase the man in the flesh. It's yes. it's the thing that has been created by our union. Mm-hmm. It is truly an, an, a separate being that yes. you contribute to and devote to, not me. Yes. And that's what she says is it's we're landing in something much bigger than ourselves. It's much bigger than you or me. It's what do we create together? That's its own organism. And this could be a little, you know, out there for someone if if they haven't done any work in this space at all. But what I want you to take away from this is um, be aware of how you are showing up for your partner, um, and how you are treating them in the moment. It doesn't mean that we can't have moments of unconsciousness or weakness, or, you know, we slip up, but you can commit to something bigger than yourself that reminds you of, oh yeah, I want to have an incredible relationship. So I'm going to say sorry first, because the outcome of us being happy together is more important than my small self, my Mm -hmm. little pride that I want to hold on to because this is so much bigger. Oh my gosh. When I do that, I feel so much better. Like it stings for a second for me to be like, fuck, I'm sorry. I was really stupid. Even if we were both wrong in some way, but to just come out and say it and let you in on my devotion, it just feels so much better. Yeah. No, I love that. What's your second quote there? Yeah, my second quote. So this one comes from uh, John Wineland, who is just incredible uh, teacher in the space. And, uh, you know, we've we've done a lot of, of work of John Wineland's directly. You've been to, been to uh, workshops and seen him in the flesh. Um, I've done his programs and, and love his content. He, a few years ago, put out... Um, a video it's on youtube and it's it's called uh the plea to women a plea to women uh underneath this kind of like if you searched what men crave by john wineland in youtube you'd find this thing it's 11 minutes and it's in response to um kind of the emphasized various requests of 
women and feminine for their men. Men need to be better at this. Men need to be better at that. Men and, and not unjustified by any means, but there's a lot of that that's been out there. He, he references like various articles that have been written and, and various like um, communication that's been out about like what, how men need to show up more. And this is his response. This is his, from the perspective of a man, his response. So he pulled uh, a bunch of his clients, a bunch of his community, and then sort of aggregated these requests from men about what they want from women. And so he does it in this this 11-minute kind of like monologue in front of a crowd of people on what men want. And it's, it's, God, it's so real and it's so raw. And it, you know, three or four years ago, the first time I ever listened to it, just... I felt I felt heard, um, and I I sort of felt alive in a lot of ways, um, and and so I took a little clip from this, and I encourage everybody to check it out. I'm gonna I will have put it on my probably my social media at this point by the time you're listening to this episode, but I'll put it uh, in the show notes, and, and I'll put it in the show notes as well. But it's it's uh, really great, and this one specifically um, is if you search for it, "What Men Crave" by John Wineland on YouTube. Um, it's, it's under the plea to women. And so what he says uh, that I love so much is this little snippet right here. Your surrender, your movement nourishes us. Slow down. Slow down how you speak. Slow down how you move. Remember that your movement can inspire us to deep purpose. It can inspire us to spiritual openness. Your movement can inspire us to great feats of heroics. Be aware that how you move may change our whole day. Mm. And it's so simple, but this just lights up my entire being. Because for men and for the masculine, we were talking about it earlier, but like in one of our skills is being able to see the true nature of the feminine's heart. But if, and, and to see past the literal words that are being said, that be that being said with the storm of words that can happen with the storm of busyness and actions and activities and to-do lists. I think it's a lot of times seen in relationship where um, the woman is responsible for maintaining a lot of checklist type items and that includes for for however, whoever, and, and for whatever means it got there, that includes a long list for the man or the masculine to have to abide by or perform or walk through. And then the, when the disconnect occurs between a man and a woman, I think a lot of times there is this this message from, from women and from the feminine, like, why doesn't he hear me? Why doesn't, why isn't this landing? And that is coming from the words a lot of times, but I assure you, um, women and feminine energies out there, if you're trying to get something across or if you're trying to get him to see you, you can hack this thing by slowing down, surrendering in your movement, specifically for me. We have a ton of memories together. We have 16 years of memories together. The ones that stand out are not just your words. The, the ones that are so meaningful are your your movements and your energy and your surrender. I think back of um, a time on our honeymoon and we're in Hawaii 
and I remember you falling asleep next to me at the pool, but, but like getting very, very comfortable and surrendering. You're, you're in a swimsuit and you're, you're in the sun and you're just, you're just surrendered. And I watched you fall asleep and I took a picture of you while you were asleep. I took a picture of your face because this moment was so, this was love for me. It was communicating what we've been talking about for the last hour, your full surrender into the ocean. At that point in time, it was the calm, smooth, beautiful, serene, feminine ocean that was safe in our life and in my container. I, I literally took a picture of it. Um, long story short, when we were divorced, I actually was you know cleaning, scrubbing pictures and getting rid of every memory of you possible. And uh, this picture I could never get rid of. I could not get rid of it. It's still in my phone to this day. It was it was in my phone during um, just times of absolute despair for me in my in my own life. But it's the memory of your energy and your movement and your surrender, where you were slowed down. That is so deeply anchored in my soul. And um, so it's, it's it's simple, but it's like slow down mm. and surrender communicate with your energy and your body is so fucking powerful for the man another practical example and it's these are really simple things but like in our relationship now i can be let's just say it's a saturday or sunday afternoon we're in the living room i'm watching like some youtube or maybe some netflix and i'm really chill we're having a great time and i'm just kind of focused on tv um you're maybe doing your nails on the on the floor next to me and just the positioning of your body and the way that you're in you're relaxed you're you're just slowly taking your time at something that is very feminine in nature and that energy coming that exudes off of you is so attractive to me and and you'll maybe just in your body language and your positioning you'll you'll turn and you know maybe touch my leg or like you know acknowledge me to some degree not with your words, but just with your sheer energy. Maybe it's a look out of your eye. Those simple things when they're slow and they're in a feminine environment are so just fucking magnetic for the masculine. Mm. It will it will draw me completely out of whatever I'm doing. It could be anything on the television. It could be anything in the room. And I'm like, what are you doing? What do you have going on? You are a feminine just flower (laughs) and so like it's really simple stuff ladies Mm. if you are trying to grab the attention there is a time in a setting where you may need to be like listen dude i need you to hear me right now and it needs to be firm and it needs to be aggressive but there are other times when just as powerful will be sitting in your absolute feminine and just energetically shifting to be receiving and magnetic towards hopefully a innate masculine energy in him that will want to be drawn to that. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. I'm just here for the story time because I'm just like, (laughs) I'm a puddle over here. Continuing on the, the picture story. I didn't want to interrupt you. So when we were talking again, you mentioned that, yeah, I have this picture of you and I could never get rid of it. And we were at this point, not back together officially, but we were friendly. We were talking and we could tell that there was something like stirring 
in our being. And you sent that to me. I didn't even ever, I've never seen this picture before, before this moment a couple of years ago. Didn't know you took this picture of me on our honeymoon. That's because I took it when you were asleep. Had no idea. And, but you never showed me like, oh, look at this picture I got of you, whatever. And I didn't even know this existed. And when you sent it to me, got it, looked at it. I was, remember exact moment I was sitting on my mom's couch and I lost it. I lost it because I was looking at that picture of myself as this young, innocent, pure, really loving version of myself that at that point I had sort of like separated from at my worst, at my rock bottom. I felt completely separate from that version of me. And by you sending it to me and and me realizing how important it was to you, it was like, you know, bringing this full circle. It was like when you were standing here and you're reminding me of who I am. Yeah. And you're letting me, you're, you're not letting me leave the situation without saying, no, this, this is who you are mm-hmm. and this is who I love. And that's what I mean when I say, you know, all the time, you're the only person, the only man who's ever been actually able to see my soul and love it unconditionally. And that picture is proof of you reminding me who I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, perfectly put in an absolute synchronization um, kind of full circle of, of everything we've been talking about. Uh, it's so true. And, and, you know, the, the long, long, long story is that shit, I lost that along the way. Um, I couldn't keep the, the noise and the chaos of both of our egos where our relationship had gotten to, I, I couldn't see that truth yeah. when things got rough and ultimately it caused us to both bail, um, because, there was an inability to draw that out of each other, even though we both had seen it in each other at, at one particular point. Um, yeah, no, beautiful, beautiful kind of way to, to wrap this all up. Yeah. Mm. Simple stuff, guys. Like, uh, it sounds wordy and it sounds fluffy, but it's simple. It's like the like, concepts are the simple. Concepts are simple. Um, and I would say for anyone listening where this is somewhat new to you, it can be kind of hard to like, okay, where do I go from here? How do I start? What do I do? I would say just start with observing yourself and your behavior. Don't, you know, go out and the first thing you say is like, oh, this is what I learned, honey. And this is what we got to do to be better and blah, 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 blah. Like you're going to want to do that at some point. Start with observing your own behavior in relationship. And before you respond quickly, think to yourself, where, where am I at currently? Am I sitting in my masculine or am I sitting in my feminine, my alpha or my omega? And what does this moment actually, what could serve this moment? Mm -hmm. Do I want him to show up for me as my alpha? Well, then I need to be more omega. Okay. And so you just take that on into your own practice, into your own experience within relationship. Don't, I would say, I would invite you to not take this information and immediately shove it down your partner's throat. Take it into your experience first, whether you are a man or a woman, alpha, omega, whatever it is, start observing. You cannot change or transform anything without first observing. So that yeah. is is where I would say to start. Yeah. If you, I imagine it's predominantly women listening to this, um, there is a way to introduce this kind of stuff to men that will 
trigger defense and will trigger a little bit of a toxic masculine. I say that because I've totally been there. Um, and so if you are curious about how to present this to, to a man, um, this type of work, I'm not saying just this podcast alone, but this type of work, I definitely have some thoughts and ideas around that would very, be very open to, to talking through them with you or talking about them later on a podcast. But know that, know that although it, it may be really interesting to, uh, initially for women or feminine energies to be drawn to this type of work that men are really interested in the depth of their soul as well. It's just might take a little bit of a, um, communication style change mm-hmm. in order for them to be kind of like drawn to it. So, yeah. um, happy to talk about that more later, or if you want to hit us up directly, happy to happy yeah. to chat through that a little bit, but it's a little, it's a, just as with everything, a little bit different for the masculine and the feminine. Totally. But start with yourself, whoever yeah. you are listening, yes. start with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's step one. So I hope this provided you guys with some insights, some nuggets to take into your experience and your relationship. And as always, you can always reach out to either one of us. I am Mimi underscore the medicine on Instagram. That's where I hang out most. And Chase is at the Chasen one. Happy to dive into this stuff, answer questions. Again, we are not experts. We are actively figuring it out and just sharing as we go. And um, hopefully like, uh, you know, going into the room and turning on the light before other people come in and like, oh, what's here? We might be like one step ahead, but by no means experts. And we are here to discover and uncover with you all. We're in this with you. You are in this with us. Let's go. Let's go. All right, you guys have a wonderful day. Go spread some light. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. If you liked this episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you prefer to listen. This will ensure that every episode drops into your library automatically. Also, make sure you're following me on Instagram at Mimi underscore the medicine. To learn more about our favorite health products, foods, and supplements we discuss on here, visit getmimifit.com forward slash the medicine cabinet, or just check the show notes below. Until next time. Cheers, boo.